This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Time to go to Stellenbosch and not Germany. How nice is that? To connect with Professor Dion Foster. Uh, it's good to be having him right here on Zoom. He is the head of the Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, the director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. And if he could, he would wear shorts. Uh, good morning, Dion. <laughs> oh, Brad, I'd love to wear shorts. Love to wear shorts. <laughs> I must say, short sleeve shirt yes. is a good start. <laughs> uh, it must have been quite a it's... shock for you to have to come from snow and ice and uh, into this wonderful summer weather we've been having. Brad, it's absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, we, we truly are blessed. I think we, I, I certainly sometimes forget just how, how, how beautiful it is to live uh, in the Western Cape. And uh, I must say, I'm so, so grateful. And hey, my friend, so grateful to be on air with you and, and just a, a wonderful blessing to be able to to be talking to you and, yes. and back in the Cape again today. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Dion. Always good to be connecting. So, uh, yeah, we, we were talking about on Nathaniel in our Bible quiz this morning, this, could anything good come out of Nazareth? I uh, was reading a little bit about what people thought about Nazareth back in the day, and uh, one of the Bible <laughs> commentaries that I was listening to says, uh, as far as he was concerned, uh, with about 500 people, it was like a town full of hillbillies, <laughs> which I quite like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's one of the, the remarkable things. I don't know if, if, I'm sure some of our listeners might actually have been to Nazareth, Nazareth. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been there a few times, and um, it is it is today quite quite a remarkable place. You know, very diverse and beautiful. And uh, but uh, back in the day, you know, in Jesus' day, it it was it wasn't the greatest place in the world to come from. But isn't that just wonderful? I mean, that's what always strikes me about the kingdom of God. You mm. know, uh, God God uses the foolish things to shame the wise, and it just goes to show us again. You know, we mustn't. We, we must do our best not to be fooled into, you know, making exactly as Almarie was saying, making judgments about places and people. Even Nathaniel shouldn't be judged, by the way. Yeah. Uh, in John 1, 47, we read, you know, that Jesus sees Nathaniel approaching and says, here is truly a Jew or an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, someone with no guile. So even Nathaniel himself, you know, he, he was a little bit like my darling wife, you know, mm -hmm. he. He, he was courageous enough just to speak what he thought was the truth. Yes. <laughs> so some of us, of course, you know, we've developed those those habits of stepping on each other's feet, you know, under the table to say, don't say that, you know. <laughs> but sometimes it is good to have that naivety, that openness of spirit and, and to speak the truth. And that's funny, Dion. That's sort of what you're touching on this morning because we need to be having unity as the body of Christ. And it's so easy for us to say, well, you know, I go to this church and I'm in that denomination or I'm from that place, you know, I'm from far better or more likely to be used by God to do something in this world than you. Well, Brad, let's, that, absolutely. Now, I, I don't know if our listeners know this, but Jesus actually prays for you. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, I, I was just thinking about that this week. Um, you know, obviously having been away from home, you know, alone, even though, you know, one's amongst colleagues and friends, you're far from from your, your family and familiar places and people. And there were times where, you know, obviously I had friends praying and 
And But just this realization that Jesus prays for you. I mean, this mm. is a remarkable thing. And, and one of the examples of that is found in John chapter 17 um, in the New Testament, more or less from about, you know, verse 20 we're focusing on today. But there Jesus is praying for believers and for the church. Now, it blows my mind to think that even today, you know, Jesus is praying for us. And the interesting thing is that when Jesus prays for us, he prays for, for two things. First of all, he prays that his glory may be seen in us and through us. And mm. I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, you know, as I thought about that, I, I thought that, you know, perhaps we sometimes also have a misunderstanding of what the glory of God is. We, we think it might have to do with fame. Um, we think it might have to do with ego. Uh, perhaps we think it, it has to do with being known. But Jesus' glory is something completely different. If we think about what, what glorifies Jesus, what Jesus thinks is glorifiable, it's things like peace and love and patience and kindness and goodness. If those things sound familiar, you, you'll read about them in Galatians chapter 5. They're called the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. That is the glory of God, is, is the character of God, which is known in creation, we, we see it, uh, you know, sometimes in people who we encounter in places where we go, we see God's glory shining through. So Jesus prays, he says, you know, my, my prayer is, is that those who believe in me through their message, that, that all of them, Father, may, may, may be one as you are and I are one. Um, may, may they also be united with us and with one another so that my glory may be seen in verse verse 23 says i have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one so brad it just struck me again today i i think you know exactly as as our discussion this morning you know leading up up to the time talking now was we, we need to be careful that we don't uh, operate on misconceptions and assumptions and yeah. you know a, a sort of social imagination of how our place is or who people are and for me, the invitation has been to, to have what, what I, I've read elsewhere uh, in the work of Henry Nouwen. He calls it the sameness of spirit. Um, now, the sameness of spirit for Henry Nouwen was to say, whether I meet the king of England mm -hmm. or I meet the grandmother on the corner uh, who lives on the corner of my street, I need to recognize that each of them bears the glory of God. Each is precious. None is better than the other. And both deserve equal respect and love. Mm. And I think for us as Christians today, that that may be something that that we can hold on to, particularly as we encounter differences in the body of Christ. You know, we may have different doctrines. Uh, we may even have slightly different practices. We may have things that, you know, that blow our hair back differently. You know, some like smells and bells and others like contemporary worship, you know, um, some people like a deep, you know, ancient liturgy and others want something to be preached, you know, in a, in a very particular way. And that's okay. I think that the church of God is broad enough and deep enough to include every person and every taste and style. And what God wants us to do is to say, show my glory by showing people how much you love one another. We absolutely love that. That's the voice of Professor Dion Foster out there in Stellenbosch. Happy to be back, I'm sure. Uh, and now as you head into this year back uh, in South Africa with all that you've done and that you've been involved in in Europe, is it a start of a new year? Do you leave all of that behind? Or are you still doing bits and pieces of what you were doing in Europe now as you are back in South Africa? What does it look like for you for this part of the new year, Dion? Yeah, so back, you know, in, in part, it's back to the, the, the regular rhythms of things, you know, teaching and, and supervising postgraduate students and doing research, you know, for 
government and churches and other things but uh, also of course many of the things that we that we were working on um, in in Cambridge and in Bamberg when I spoke to you from there in Berlin uh, we we now finalize for publication so it's books and reports wow. and articles uh, yeah and that stuff is there really to serve the churches to serve people working in in society to say how can we how can we you know get alongside god and and do what god is doing in better ways so that the world can be can be changed for for the better wow isn't that beautiful thanks for sharing that with us dion it's always nice to know what's happening behind the scenes and that these things are happening so thanks so much for sharing that thanks my friend well listen blessings for this beautiful beautiful day to you and and to all of our listeners and uh, just to say i listened yesterday to to your conversation with with dr brahm hanakom he's a wonderful brother in Christ. And, uh, you know, I, I left that conversation so hopeful, you know, we have hope in South Africa and we just need to stand together. So, so thanks for that, Brad, and, and blessings for the rest of the day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.